Hello, and welcome to Cracking Open a Cold Case and Other True Crimes. Caitlin, what's in your cold one? Today, I am drinking a Diet Coke with lemon. What's in your cold one? Also a Diet Coke with lemon. What? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. You picked it up for both of us. Thank God you for that. Me. Thank you, thank you. I hate that song by Natalie Merchant. <laughs> Let a bear down. You're welcome. So, Sugar, what's been going on? How was your week? It's good. I'm trying to think of anything significant that's happened. I know something significant. What? You went to Seattle. Oh, I did. And saw the killers, killers. and the Lumineers. Ooh. Yeah. I love them both. I'll be honest. I stopped looking at your Snapchat of your post of the concert after a minute. That's freaking rude. So, just letting you know. But you weren't as bad as Vince. Well, <laughs> you're throwing down the gauntlet. I watched most of them. That's okay. But then I was like, I'm tired. Well, if you don't like their music, that's... And also, it's not like it's good quality. No. I don't want you to feel bad. It was good. Uh, it's fine. I'm just devastated. It's fine. You'll get over it. What did you do this week? Spent a lot of time with Kev. Oh, yeah. Tell us about your dad. My dad fell 16 feet and has a lot of injuries because of that. Can you name them all? You want me to? Yeah. Okay. He has a broken collarbone, a couple fractured vertebrae. He split the lining of his lung, punctured his lung, broke five ribs, and I think that's it. But Kevin's going to be okay, right? Yeah. That sounded really uncertain. He's in a lot of pain. He's paining. I'll bring him some stuff. Yeah, Diet Coke. You know he loves Diet Cokes. He's in the club of Diet Coke. He doesn't love fountain Cokes, though. That's so bizarre. I know. He prefers the bottles and then cans, then fountains. I can't imagine preferring a can over a fountain. fountain. I know. And I don't really like the bottles as much. It goes fountains, cans, bottles. Yeah, cans are better than bottles. Yes. Somehow. But he likes the bottles the best. What a weirdo. I know. (laughs) So, Suge. I'm glad you had a good week. Thank you, Caitlin. You're welcome. What is our cold case on tonight? It's on Dorothy Scott, a single mother from Stanton, California. When I was telling my sister-in-law about what I was doing, about how I was a 33-year-old mother who disappeared. Did you say 33? (laughs) 32-year-old mother who disappeared. She said she probably didn't disappear. She probably just ran away from being a mom. (laughs) <laughs> so and then did she say life's little messes well and then she sigh? she used some vulgar language <laughs> oh so tell us about dorothy scott dorothy so she was from stanton but she worked in anaheim california in her dad's shop which was a psychedelic shop slash weed shop mm-hmm. sounds really venice beachy yeah because it's called swinger psych and head shop that sounds very strange, but we did watch this documentary, and it said that it was a psychedelic, and it had posters. But, so she worked in this saucy sound and shop, but she uh, worked in the back as, like, a secretary, yeah. so she didn't do anything really racy as no. her job, as much as we would like to report that she did, but... 
She was described as dull as a phone, but... <laughs> That's how a friend described her. Which is mess. So, she just... Caitlin, never describe me like that. You're dull like a phone book. That is rude. It's so rude. I would never describe someone like that. But she was really religious. She was kind-hearted. She was a hard worker, and she's very compassionate. And like Sugar said, she was a single mom. But she worked hard, and she just preferred to hang out at home with her son rather than going out with friends or dating. That's how we, how I live my life also. I mean, she made the right choice because dating sucked. She had a four-year-old son named Sean. Some people claim his name was Shanti. Yes. But let's, for like, your, like a Shanti. Yeah, but for our purpose, let's just call him Sean. Okay. Because Shanti reminds me of Sean T from Beachbody Insanity. What's you know that? Him? Is that like a workout tape? Yeah, do you want to do it? It's so sure. hard. Let's do it right now. I'm okay. It sounds hard, and I love that. I think I don't think of Sean T, I think of a Shanti. Yeah. Remember how I thought she was dead? Yeah, that was a Aaliyah, though. R.I.P. Yeah, rest I don't in remember peace. all their names. Interesting. <laughs> like you mean like '90s R&B stars? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember who's still relevant, who's not. I guess Ashanti was maybe like 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Dorothy. So yeah, she was just a single mom who spent a lot of time at home. She even spent time with her parents. But in 1980, she started receiving harassing phone calls. The calls would come to her at work, and the voice sounded vaguely familiar. She knew she recognized the voice, but she couldn't put a name to it. But she knew it was familiar to her. Yeah. It would say, it would call and be, like, loving sometimes, mm -hmm. and then sometimes it would be threatening, like, I'm going to cut you into little pieces. Yeah. Classic pickup lines. Right. The caller would talk and tell her that he was stalking her, essentially. He would tell her where she was, what time, what she was wearing, who she was with. So this caller seemed to know where she was at all times, and he had the details and the facts to prove it. So Dorothy started becoming a little concerned and unnerved about it, so she started taking karate classes and self-defense classes, and she even considered buying a handgun to help protect herself. One time he called, and I'm not really sure the details of the call, but he told her to go look at her car, and there was a dead rose on mm -hmm. the windshield. Yeah, so this guy knew where she lived and knew what she was doing. That, for me, if someone was calling me and leaving those messages and telling me those things, I would be very concerned. But I also am thinking, does he have a job? I don't know what you would do all day. Also, I was looking at Reddit, and it was a very interesting question was posed. What do people do after their obsession, like if they kill them or kidnap them or something, once they get their obsession like yeah. what they're obsessed with what do they do after that yeah because it seems like his whole life is following dorothy maybe he's rich as fuh jeez i want that not to be a stalker but just to be rich yeah you could you could be a rich stalker if you wanted to i believe in you thank you so on may 28th 1980 dorothy dropped her son sean off at her parents house and headed to work for an employee meeting for Swinger's Psych Shop and Custom John's Head Shop. Sounds so weird. It really does. I don't understand what that is. We're not down with the culture. How can it be a weed shop if 
weed wasn't was it like a weed paraphernalia shop uh, well if it if it was a weed shop it'd just be like people who got like spencer's gifts where you can go in and buy outfits with weed leaves on mm-hmm. them because it wouldn't be a dispensary i don't really get it we just know the title and that somebody claimed it was a weed shop custom john's there's a place oh i looked up custom john's head shop and that came up with an address that said custom john's smoke shop for weed okay on a thing called weedfinder.com nice i like that anyways she dropped her son off to go to this employee meeting and while she was at the meeting, she noticed that her co-worker, Conrad Bostrin, was looking ill and he had a red rash on his arm. And it, that rash was getting worse and worse throughout the meeting. Dorothy became concerned and she insisted she take Conrad to the hospital. Another co-worker, Pam Head, went to the hospital with them. I'm imagining Pam is an old mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. She might not be, but... Yeah, but like a little grandma. I feel like... So here's the situation to me. Conrad's, like, okay looking. He's not super hot, but he's, like, secretly in love with Dorothy, okay? Okay. And then Pam is the older matronly uh friend. I'm imagining Conrad is being very young, like, just out of high school. He might even still be in high school. Just very young and immature with a crush on his older co-worker. Well, Mm -hmm. I was painting more like a rom-com like, secretly in love, he's like, I'm ready to be a stepdad to Sean, a.k.a. Shanti. Shanti. But, yeah, I wonder how old he was. I'm trying to figure yeah. it out. But while Sugar's looking that up, I'll just tell you about what happened with Conrad at the hospital. They were at the hospital for several hours, and it turned out that Conrad had been bitten by a black widow spider. That's kind of a strange thing to happen. I mean, it's, that's not a very common thing, I feel like. Maybe it is. Actually, I do know somebody that was bitten by a black widow. Who? A mom of a friend, I think. Is she real? Uh Uh-huh. That sounds made up. I think it was Maddie Wood's mom. Okay, okay. I think. But she, like, put her shoe on, and the spider was inside her shoe. Oh, my gosh. So you're welcome. You're welcome, America. That's just, like, a new nightmare for me. I'm pretty sure it was her mom. It was somebody's mom. Gross. Yeah. So Conrad was at the hospital for a while getting that checked out and getting that looked at and fixed or whatever. And when he was released, Pam stayed with Conrad while he filled out some paperwork and got his prescription filled while at the hospital. While they did that, Dorothy went outside to bring the car around. Hold on. Do you have a LinkedIn? Because I found a Conrad Boston on LinkedIn. Preston does. Shoot, I don't have a LinkedIn. Cause I don't either, because I'm not a professional. Do you think this is Conrad? Oh, YMCA in Alexandria, Minnesota. Maybe. I guess he could have relocated. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. Just one more side note about what happened while they were in the hospital. Pam and Dorothy were always next to each other. The few hours that they were there. They were best gal pals. Besties. But while they were waiting for Conrad... They were in the waiting room together. The only time that they were separated was when Dorothy went to the restroom. That True. comes in. That's important for later. And so Conrad's getting all his shit fixed up. I don't even know what you do for a spider bite. Yeah. Like well, a, a nurse sucks it out of you, like the uh, poison out of you. <laughs> like a snake bite? You know all the... Yeah. I doubt that's how it happens. Okay, but. if I ever get bit by a black widow spider... 
I'm gonna call you, and you're gonna come suck the poison out. Good luck. I would never do that. That's Whoa. Preston's job. What if I was dying? Preston, you would let me die. Preston's vows. He said, if you ever get bit by a spider, I will get on my hands and knees and suck this venom out. Why does he have to get on his hands and knees? I don't know. Just a gross that detail. Very sexual. Right? He just wanted to make your vows as creepy as possible. That's fair. But yeah, that's his job. That's not my job. Anyway, it's, he, they're wrapping it up, and our girl, Dorothy, leaves the hospital to go get in her car. Well, not the hospital. Yeah. Well, she, she goes to the, the yeah. parking lot. So she goes to get her car because she drove them there. And so they come outside, and they're like, Dorothy, we're going to get Dorothy. in. Dorothy. Yeah. We're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. They probably <laughs> said that because they were like, what a hilarious joke. Right. They probably said it to her once a day. I would. So Pam and Conrad waited for Dorothy to come around. I mean, it shouldn't have taken very long to walk to the parking lot, get your car, bring it back. And they began to be worried because she didn't return. And she, like, wasn't there when they came out. They waited for a little bit, and they saw Dorothy's car coming towards them. But the car was going very fast and made a sharp right turn out of the parking lot. Pam and Conrad rushed after the car waving their hands in case she missed them, trying to get her attention. And the beams were on, and they were in a lit-up mm-hmm. parking lot. Yeah. But this was at, like, 11 p.m. So. Yeah. The headlights shut off, and the car disappeared into the night. So they called the parents of Dorothy to be like, did she, because they were like, maybe something happened with Sean T. We have to call him Sean T. Yeah. Maybe something happened with him, and she had an emergency. How she would find that out, I don't know, because Maybe she, she had, like, cell phone. intuition. She was just like, something's wrong with Shanti. Shanti. But they I'm call... coming. Mama's coming. They call her parents, and they say she hasn't come home, and there's her son is still there. She hasn't come home for him. And they, they were like, maybe she went out on a booty call or something. I mean, that's very reasonable, because she stole as a phone book. Yeah, they were like, maybe tonight's the night she just decided to let loose. She was like, she saw Conrad's bite and was like, Life I'm, is too short. Yeah. I gotta become as vibrant as a payphone. I need, I need <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. as vibrant as a payphone. <laughs> She's know. like, I need to live life like Paris Hilton or whoever the Paris Hilton of 1980 was. I don't even know. know. What's a socialite of the socialites in the 80s? I have no idea. This isn't important, but I just was... It is. Several hours later, after they called her parents and waited for her to come back and saw her drive away, Dorothy's car was found abandoned in an alleyway in flames. But there was no sign of Dorothy. That was so dramatic. Thank you. Then later, the mom's all at home alone. A week later. Okay, yeah. Can you get it right? Sorry. The teacher, I taught today her class she said i had a very comforting voice it was very warm and that she could listen to me all day so you haters of the podcast i have a nice voice sorry if you're hate listening if you dedicated a whole <laughs> half hour of your life just to listen out of hate i support that i'm sh- yeah. i would do something like that I mean, sometimes I do do that, like YouTubers that I think are annoying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're talking about something I want to hear about, so I've got to watch, but I, boy, do I hate them. Nothing but hate in my heart. Let's see. A week later. Oh, okay. A week later, the mom gets a call. Vera. Vera. And the guy, so it's presumably the guy who's been stalking D- Dorothy. 
he called. And what does he say, Caitlin? He said, are you related to Dorothy Scott? And Bear replied, yes. And the man said, I've got her. He hung up, and Vera called the police, and the police told Vera and her husband not to talk to the media about the case. They didn't really want this to get out in the open. They didn't want them to get any prank phone calls. They didn't want the haters to yeah. get a hold of this. But after another week with no answers, the cops weren't giving them any leads or giving the family any rhyme or reason to why or who or how Dorothy disappeared. Dorothy's father, Jacob got in touch with the local newspaper called the Santa Ana Register, and he gave them the story. He told them about Dorothy disappearing, about the phone calls. And the day the newspaper ran Dorothy's story, the editor, Pat Riley, got a phone call from a male that said, I killed her. I killed Dorothy Scott. She was my love. I caught her cheating with another man. She denied having someone else. I killed her. Yeah. Yeah. And the caller even told the editor what Dorothy was wearing, why she was at the hospital. He said it was because her co-worker had a black widow spider bite. He gave her all those details to prove that he was the real deal. He claimed that she called him from the hospital mm -hmm. where Pam, the motherly type. Yes, the matron. The matron of this squad was like... No, she never called anyone because I was with her all night. I was on her like a horse. Like white on rice. Like white on rice. Is that politically incorrect to say? I have no idea what that even means. But it's like rice is sometimes white, Caitlin. Okay, that makes no sense. Okay, Pam is the eyewitness. She said this didn't happen, but then... I Yeah, I don't know how he would know about that unless it was like Conrad himself. Because the Black Widow thing is so strange. Like, you could make up a reason why someone's at the hospital. You could bluff your way through that. Like, oh, yeah, Dorothy was at the hospital because... Her gallbladder exploded. Yeah, or her co-worker was sick. I'm like, yeah, that's a very vague statement. But he said, Dorothy was at the hospital because her co-worker had a Black Widow spider bite. That's yeah, so that's... strange that he knew that. Besides Caitlin's one freak occurrence thing where she knows someone who's done that, I'm sure very few people know someone who's gotten it bit by a yeah, black widow. that's not something that happens very often. And this is in the 80s. It's not like they have cell phones or Snapchat or Instagram. So you're not snapping or tweeting like, oh, Conrad got bit by a black widow spider. LMFAO. Like, really? I don't. It's so strange how he knew. I knew what she was wearing and knew why she was there, what time, who she was with. Like, this guy is so creepy. And knew her work schedule. Yeah. Well, and another thing, if she was being stalked, wouldn't you start to notice if you saw the same person everywhere you went? This guy was apparently so effing good at it. But really, like, maybe you walk in the grocery store and you see somebody, and then you're somewhere else and you see that same person. I mean, some of it could be coincidence, but I don't know. From that week when he called and said he's got her to the mom. I like how I said it like a Canadian. Mom. Mom. I don't know if that's how Canadians say it. I just will make that assumption, though. From 1980 to April of 1984, Vera, the mom, would get a phone every single Wednesday by an anonymous male with various statements. And then, so that first time he asked if she was related and was like, I got her. But then, sometimes the male would say he has Dorothy with him. Other times he would say that he killed her. And she would always get the phone calls during the day when she was home alone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he watched her. 
He would have to, right? I mean, he was a stalker. It would make sense that he was stalking the mom, too. True. He's like, now that Dorothy is dead Out of or the picture, connects. you're next, Vera. Yeah. He's just like, I just want all the Scott women for myself. So they installed a voice recorder in their home, hoping to be able to trace the calls, but they were super brief. They were like five seconds long, so they could never track the location. Yeah. Also, the 19... 19- early 80s, so it's not like they had super high-tech. Yeah, technology. Yeah. The calls finally stopped in April of 1984 after a nighttime call was answered by Jacob, who was Dorothy's dad, and they are assuming that the caller thought new residents had moved into the house, and he never called again. It wasn't Vera who answered, it wasn't a female, so maybe the stalker was like, oh, the Scots are gone. Can you tell me where my friends Dorothy and... (laughs) Or not Dorothy, what's Vera? the parents? Vera and Jacob Scott, where, what's their new... Where's Vera? Yeah. What's their new address? What's her new phone number? I'm just looking for my friends. But if he, like, had stalked them, wouldn't he know that they weren't gone? They still live there? Maybe he just was like, this isn't even that fun anymore. I need to get a job. <laughs> I need to work. He's like, I've been living off this food stamps. two years. Four. Oh, yeah, four years. So he, maybe he ran out of money... Yeah, so he's like, I gotta go back to work. Sorry, Vera. That's why he was making the nighttime call. Because he finally had to work. So he got off work and called. I have her P.S. I'm working day shifts now. I'll only be calling you on Wednesdays after 6. Are you available? I'll leave a message. So moving on. Oh, jeez. Banter. The banter is so on point. A banter. The banter sisters. There's something called the Banger Sisters, I swear, but I don't don't know know who's in it. Me either. Also, uh, to answer my last question, Edie Sedgwick was maybe a socialite in Uh, the 80s. Oh, but then it also came up with Caroline Shermerhorn Astor. She was a prominent American socialite in the last quarter of the 1800s. What? She freaking tore it up in her petticoats. Wait, what was I looking up? Oh, the Banger Sisters. Oh, yeah, okay, so it's got Goldie Hawn and Susan Sarandon. Oh, it's rated 47%, so we're not going to see it. No. I've never seen it, but I can remember seeing something about it. I think it looks like a menopausal movie. (laughs) Sorry, I, I just had to look it up. So, in August of 1984, in a rugged area in Anaheim, A construction worker was digging and found a set of bones. At first, well, he found a set of dog Dog bones. bones. So at first he was like, well, a dog could have been hit by a car, could have run away. He didn't think it was too strange. So he kept digging, trying to move them. Wait, so this is in August. So this is four months after, in 1984. So this is four months after the calls have stopped. Yes. Just as a setup. FYI. So he keeps digging, and then he unearthed another set of bones that belonged to Dorothy Jane Scott. Along with this, a turquoise ring and a watch that had stopped at 12.30 a.m. on May 29, 1980, an hour after her initial disappearance. There was an autopsy, but a cause of death could not be determined. Really? Yes. So I, I guess since it's... She's been wearing away for four years. Yeah. After the discovery of Dorothy's body was made public, the Scots received two more phone calls, both asking, is Dorothy home? 
and the killer was never found. What a douche! This case is interesting because it, well, and it's scary too. It just shows how somebody can become so obsessive that their end goal is to kill you. And what you mentioned earlier about what do they do once they have their obsession, once they've killed them or kidnapped them. What is this guy, what was his game plan? Why did he want to kill her? I wonder if this happened in our day and age, if he would have started an Etsy shop or something. Probably. Well, and it's interesting, too, because back in the 80s, or in 1980, there wasn't any stalker laws. Oh, yeah. And so... Stalking wasn't illegal until 1990. Yeah, and that's scary that it wasn't. So, her father, Jacob Scott, passed away in 1994, and then Vera Scott passed away in 2002, and they never received any answers on who killed their daughter. The case has gotten cold, and whoever killed her has been free. There's some theories. Like, one suspect was her, was Shanti's father, but he was in Missouri, and he had a strong alibi. Another theory is that it was Conrad and Pam, or that they had something to do with it, because they were with her, they were the last ones to see her, they knew about the spider bite and all this weird stuff. What if Con... What? Wait, hold on. What if Conrad and Pam were in some kind of creepy May-December romance? Ooh, and I wanted to get rid of Dorothy because they were jealous. They just, like, hated her because she was... Hmm, maybe... Because they couldn't have a child because Pam is so old and they resented her for having a child. Yeah. Done. We figured it out. Let's but, call the Anaheim PD. Okay. Also, there was another theory that it was done by a cult because she was found with the dog bones. Oh, yeah. So it was some kind of ritualistic kill. I don't really know what kind of cult does that. No, we've only covered one cult, so, and it was Heaven's Gate. That one was dope on a rope. Yeah, so I don't really know much about cults. In, hold on. When I was 14, one of my friends changed her MySpace name to Bucket O' Dope. And I told her to name rename it Dope on a Rope. <laughs> Who was that? Courtney. Nice. Yeah. I just think that's a funny that she named herself Bucket of Dope. I remember my friends tried to be edgy, and they'd be like, Happiness is a bottle of tequila named, and then they put their name. Was when that they were like, No. <laughs> I don't think so, but it was just like, okay, you never had tequila in your life. You're 14 years old. middle schooler. Right? Did you have a MySpace? Yeah, I did. What was your name? I don't remember any, like, special Sugar names. Hair, hair vitamins. Yeah. My display name was a Morphe discount code. Ooh. Or diff eyewear. Yeah, it was actually a link to my discount for for a free trial to Blue Apron. Or HelloFresh. Yeah. Nice. I, I bet you guys didn't know this about us, but we love to cook. <laughs> and with Blue Apron, we are able to cook home meals. We hardly ever go out to eat. Now that we have the restaurant style meals in our own kitchen. This is why we should be sponsored. By anybody. Because our ad reads are flawless. And we are charming. And I have a very comforting and warm voice. Okay, I think that was a lie because you do not. You're a ping ping ball. <laughs> so there were like hardly any suspects because it's like if it was a cult thing who are they going to find? Yeah. And, and she didn't date. Like, she didn't have really anybody in her life. She didn't have a ton of friends. She didn't have any, like, ex-lovers besides her baby daddy. So it's like she really didn't 
contact anybody. True. Or have relations or friendships or... I guess she could have been, like, low-key saucy, but... I mean, maybe she had Tinder. So this person, I've been looking at... I just look up Reddit threads on her. So this person has some questions. Maybe we can answer some. Okay, let's hear it. Dorothy was a single mother. I'm curious as to why. Was the father to her child an ex-husband or a boyfriend? Did he possibly pass away? I haven't been able to find any information regarding the father of her child. Oh, we already answered yeah, that. Yeah, he lives in Missouri. But we don't know if Missouri was a husband yeah. or a boyfriend. It's kind of weird because they talk about how she was so religious, but then if she, she had a baby out of wedlock, that's very scandalous. Yeah. So I don't think she was married. Because they didn't say... Her ex-husband. Yeah, they just was. said the... Sean's father. They said that baby daddy. The baby daddy. What other questions can we answer? Considering Dorothy generally worked in the back offices and away from customers and hardly dated, let alone went to social gatherings, could her stalker perhaps be a church member, seeing as she was religious? Or maybe a worker from a grocery store slash gas station she frequented? I mean, you don't have to go to church to be religious. Okay, that's definitely not the focus of the question, but re but really deep answer. Thank you. It was so good. Well, I'm very... Uh, yeah, I don't know how they would find her. Like... But I don't think it's somebody who has a job. So if it was somebody at the gas station, what shift does he work? 12 to 1 in the morning. Oh, wait, that's when he took her. Oh! So, I don't think this guy no, is employed. No, he took her at, like, 11, so he got her and then went to work. But her watch was stopped at 12.30. That's the oh, middle shoot, of the shift. Oh, shoot, true. I like that you said his shift was 1 to 12 to 1 or something. <laughs> well, he's stalking her all the time. You can't that's have true. time to work. Any maybe, other questions? Maybe his family was rich. Or he got hit by a luxury sedan Ooh. and got, like, a insurance claim. When I went up to Utah State, I hated it so much that I would Got hit by a Lexus on purpose? No, and there's a busy street that people just cut across, and I just sometimes would hope that I would get hit by a car so I wouldn't have to go to school. I mean, I don't want to die. I just want to go to school. super dark. <laughs> the more you know. Here's another question. Of course, there's a theory on a coworker being her stalker. Dorothy did state to her mother that she recognized the caller's voice but couldn't put a name to it. This is me speaking. This is not the question anymore. Yes. It's me. Me, Allison. I think that it wasn't the baby daddy either because I feel like she'd be able to recognize it mm -hmm. and be like, Todd, get a life. Quit calling me. Get a <laughs> Get a job. Pay me that child support. Yeah. Shanti needs food. She's like she'd be like Todd. Shanti is running out of diapers. At He's four. four. Years old. <laughs> He's four, and I haven't potty trained him. Shanti. I don't know if the dad's name is Todd, but that seems like a good guess. But anyway, so here's the rest of the question. Therefore, Dorothy knew her caller personally. Nevertheless, the extent of their relationship is unclear. Granted, since a name couldn't be provided, the person may not have associated with her often. Which brings up my previous point about a church member or gas station. Doesn't have a job. I guess this isn't even a question. It's just like a statement. This is person is like thinking out loud. By the way, I'm reading off the post of his username is nerdfather1. I wish you all could see my face. She's she's into it. She loves nerd fathers. How did Dorothy's abductor, assuming he was the person that called Pat Riley, know about the black widow spider bite? That wasn't see? mentioned in the newspaper. Could he have called Dorothy's workplace and asked where she was and why? No, oh. because they didn't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. He just kind of looked a little funky. Yeah. 
They just knew that he went to the hospital because he didn't feel good. Cheese people. This question can you... Read the article. Nerd father continues by saying, Can't imagine an employee telling the caller her whereabouts unless he mentioned that he was a family member. Not only that, other employees didn't know Conrad Bostrin had a spider bite, only that he was ill. Plus this would... Okay, so this person is like proving their own point. Dang it. I should just be a Reddit commenter. It, this is a good question. If Pam's retelling of events is accurate, could Dorothy's abductor and murderer have been inside of the emergency room as well, possibly in the waiting room? I guess if she didn't know what he looked like. Yeah, but wouldn't Pam and Conrad notice a man following her out? Not if he was handsome. If he's handsome, they'd be like, Oh, Dorothy. They'd be like, you look like an off-duty Disney prince. You can go wherever you want to go. I'll come see you at the park tomorrow. You can follow her out to her car. Meet me in Cinderella's car. Yeah, I don't know how, if it, how could he know about the spider bite? What are the possibilities? It could be Conrad. Maybe after he picked up Dorothy, he was like, why were you here before he was going to yeah. kill her or whatever? I guess the more I think about it, the more it leans towards Conrad. I like the May-December romance mm -hmm. thing. Conrad and Pam. Here's another question. After Dorothy's abduction, her vehicle is found in flames three to four hours later and ten miles away from the hospital. What does this mean? Did the stalker drive his own vehicle to the hospital or another nearby area to wait on Dorothy? If so, I'm curious about whether or not anybody saw a suspicious car parked somewhere that remained overnight without anyone coming to drive it off. The timing seems off and it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you add another theory to the case. Could be Conrad. He didn't have a car. Dorothy drove him. But yeah, it would just have to mean that Conrad and Pam were like, we're taking over your car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the more you think about it, the more it makes sense that it'd have to be them. How would you? And I feel like, I don't know. And she worked in the back of the store, so maybe Conrad worked in the front, so she like didn't have a ton of contact with them. So that's maybe why the voice sounded familiar, but she couldn't put a name to it. Or maybe he was really good at weird voices. He's like, hello, Dorothy. He had asked... Dorothy, you were wearing a purple shirt today. Uh, I don't think that's how people in Stanton, California talk. I but know. I guess I'll take your... I'll... Have you ever been to Stanton, California? Probably, but it's right by Anaheim. Have you ever been to Anaheim? Yes, that's where Disneyland is. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Yes! <laughs> how recent? 2013. Oh, yeah. When's the most recent time you went? 2006. Well, actually, I was in Anaheim for my birthday last year. Were you in Disneyland? No, we went to see Mike Trout. Loser! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Not Mike Trout, you! Mike Trout's a babe. Catch me in a trout NATO. Look on my Instagram if you want to see that. Thank you for listening. If you have more questions, look on Reddit. Use Google. Holler at us. Yeah, you can also ask us questions. At Bracking Open Pod. And then my handle is at Sugar underscore Night. Caitlin has one and I forget the name because she doesn't use it. And she unfollowed me. She doesn't ever use it. Sugar. She's dead weight. Yeah, you don't even want to read her tweets anyway. They're actually mostly good because I wrote some of them. Yeah, but you unfollowed me. So, you wouldn't know. That's true. She Maybe I've been tweeting up a storm. Recently, you're mm -hmm. just... Okay, I'll check it out. Thank you. Leave us a five-star rating. Or if you're going to leave any less than that, don't bother. Write us nice comments because we've had a rough emotional week. Just kidding, it's mostly me. So be nice.
Oh, I guess that's... I'm sorry for laughing. I guess that's... It's fine, Shug. It's fine. Just I'm kidding. insensitive. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Is it really Hanukkah Yeah, right it now? started yesterday. Oh, yeah. Happy... Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Merry Christmas.